I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Apologies accepted, the, the podcast. podcast. And we've had some technical issues, but we're getting back in the swing of things. So I'm not uh, Theo, even though we had technical issues, I'm still not Theo. And uh, I think you're not Juliet, if I'm correct. Mm, let me pinch myself. Delicious. No, I am Theo. <laughs> so yay. Um, what's shaking bacon? A whole bunch of no Thanksgiving anymore, because we had that. And uh, it was great and fun. So... What a wonderful holiday, and now we are in our Christmas, Christmas, Christmas um, season, and sort of, I guess, loosely, our episode today could arguably be a Christmas episode. Sure, why not? It could because, be a pre-Christmas episode. Well, I mean, the it, the uh, Balenciaga the ad campaign episode. was uh, was Toy Store, right? Was it Toy Store or Gift, gift shop? shop? That was it, Gift Shop. So, yeah. fair enough. I'm reaching, I'm grabbing, I'm stretching, just like Balenciaga. <laughs> and um, that's right. Yeah, so it's our Christmas episode, but yeah, I'll say like just a bunch of nothing, which is great. Um, so we went out to Palm Springs for Thanksgiving. We Yay. stayed with my friend Terry, um, and then I'll tell a story on myself. So <laughs> Terry bought some very expensive wine. We bought a couple of bottles oh, yeah. of very expensive wine, um, nice. and. Uh, I'll say uh, way more expensive than I have ever had in my life before, which makes it sound like it was very, it was, it was very expensive. 150 bucks a bottle, right? Yeah. And I typically drink um, anything from $5 to about $12 a bottle, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, fair. I'm comfortable with that. I like wine. Great, whatever. Um, and so anyway, Terry was like, oh, I got this really expensive wine for Thanksgiving and let's open a bottle and oh, sweet. and let's have it. Right. And I just arrived and I was like, oh, Terry, that's sweet. Thank you. But uh, yeah. no, I don't want It's not, you know, let's just get a cheap wine. He was like, no, 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 no. Let's go ahead and do it. You're here. You've just arrived. It's a special occasion. And I was like, this uh, is great. Real generous, lovely. And I had some yeah. of the wine and I was like, you know, it's nice. But I yeah. don't know if it's 30 times nicer than my $5 <laughs> wine. Uh-huh. Right? It's nicer, but is it worth yeah. 150 And so we had a, we had a taste test and we opened a $12 bottle of wine. And I put that swill on my lips and <laughs> I could not believe I have ever ingested such liquid garbage. I <laughs> am shocked and appalled. <laughs> um, so now I only drink $150 bottles of wine. <laughs> I hope you got the name and the brand and everything. So you can no, start buying I can it. Never, I'm not going to spend $150 a bottle. You were talking to somebody who, when uh, Charles Shaw came out, two buck check, right? It was yeah. $2. I lived yeah. my life at that time by, I could get the CD for $18, but that's nine bottles of Charles Shaw. Now, <laughs> I want to give up nine bottles of Charles Shaw. So, yeah, I am, I am nobody for 
to be talking about wine and wine connoisseurship. But at least you could tell the difference between the hundred fifty dollar bottle and the and the cheaper. Oh yes. After after you'd had it. Oh yes, after you've had it, and when they are next to each other. Now, if you came up to yeah. me today and you gave me a glass of twelve dollar wine and you were like, "Here you go," it was one hundred fifty dollars. I'd be like, "Thanks," but <laughs> I would know that it was or wasn't. So uh, yeah, so I learned something about myself. And uh, what about you? What's shaking bacon? Um, I went to Death Valley. I almost said Palm Springs. I went to Death Valley for Thanksgiving with my husband, and uh, we stayed at a, at a pretty nice hotel. It, you know, it was fine. And uh, we saw the sights of, of Death Valley, so all the things that you see uh, in the TV commercials and stuff, we saw a bunch of those. and It was nice. I mean, you know, it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't fabulous. It was nice. I had a good time. I don't know what I expected, but for some reason, I had really been looking forward to it. Like, it was going to be this great thing, and it was just like, it was fine. So, I don't know. It was fine. I had a good time. No complaints. <laughs> other um, than other than it was just the time. It not. wasn't fantastic, but uh, we had some nice meals. Um, and they had the restaurant had a nice like outdoor patio that we got to sit on and and eat a meal. So it was it was it was fine. And I've lost a little bit more weight, which is nice. Finally, God, it's fucking taking forever. But congratulations. Um, so even though even though Thanksgiving, I managed to lose about four pounds. Um, wow. So that was good. That was good. I Have you, easily um, gained four pounds over Thanksgiving. I had a whole pumpkin pie over the course of two days. Uh, that's easy to do. <laughs> very easy to do. I love pumpkin pie. Um, yeah, so so that's that. Pretty much that's that for me. I think I was going to say something else, but I've completely forgotten what. Oh, I'm getting a new countertop. Um, the guy is coming out to look at my kitchen counter today um to see if he'll even you know deign to take on the work or whatever right. i i don't know if it's going to be a small job or if it's going to turn out to be an entire kitchen remodel because you know the the countertop is going to lead to the cabinets it's going to lead to this it's going to lead to that and then pretty soon we're getting everything completely redone down to the studs in the wall so who knows uh hopefully it'll just be the countertops because i don't have it in me to do much more than that right now but we'll see it. I don't know anything about countertops. I was doing some research last night, and it seems like quartz might be the way to go. Oh, sure. But I have no idea. What do you have on your countertops? Um, I don't know because we're renting, and so it's oh, okay. it's not for yeah. mica, but it's also right. it's some weird 1950s material. It's probably radioactive, um, but it looks like <laughs> a solid poured piece. And so uh-huh. um, quartz would be the way to go. Uh, it's okay, basically good. what everybody's using. and. Okay. They pour it into a mold, and so it's real important when they're taking the measurements that they that they do it correctly, it right? Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's their problem. I'm not going to worry about that. It holds up well. Uh, there, I'll tell you off air because there there are problems with quartz. <laughs> All right, you can let me know outside the the podcast. Yes. Probably we don't have quartz fans or whatever here. No, can you imagine? To learn about quartz. Can you tell us more about quartz, Theo and Julia? I can because it depends on the thickness of the uh, material, Slab. right? And so the th- uh, the lesser costs, the least expensive ones, are thin, and those chip yeah. pretty easily because when they pour. Oh. There's microscopic air bubbles that get caught in the mold. And so those pop off and flake out. And a certain amount of that is is air quotes around normal, right? Um, But like we're talking two or three to five little tiny, you might not even ever notice them. Um, Okay. And so we had an Ikea kitchen put in and I had a quarter size one that appeared and I was like, 
hey guys come on oh wow that's they, a bit much uh it, it was it was big and it was like anyway we'll just let it go because it doesn't matter um what i will say is good choice ports <laughs> will hold up okay good thank you if, I feel good if you get now. above a certain thickness and because we so went like with ikea it was cheap thickness good uh, we got something that was in millimeters oh wow okay i was thinking maybe an inch and a half or something but, but i don't know anyway um anyway so enough, what are we enough talking about, about that today? let's well yeah, let's, let's go from design to, our... to design from kitchen design to designers oh, you're so clever behaving badly it's all i'm known for so about Balenciaga and design, as you so nicely cued us up, um, somebody named Demna has been artistic director of Balenciaga, which is, of course, a luxury fashion brand since 2015. And in that time, he's done various things that the fashion industry has considered, well, maybe not the fashion industry, but people, uh, the um, consumers have considered controversial, including putting heels on Crocs, which I didn't realize he had done. I only know about that because of that guy, Chris, on TikTok, who wears the Crocs with heels. Um as kind of a joke, but um, I, I didn't realize that that was Balenciaga, uh, which it is. And also, I think he had a fashion campaign in which um, on the runway, the models carried these gigantic trash bags made out of leather. They were really expensive for whatever reason. So, I mean, honestly, honestly, this whole story irritates me and annoys me because it's it's so unimportant and it's so ridiculous. And I think it's just silly. But um but that said, um, recently, Demna may have gone too far with a campaign featuring pictures of two young girls carrying teddy bear handbags, and the teddy bears are wearing bondage gear. So this happened in November, mid-November, in a campaign called Balenciaga Gift Shop, which was shot by Gabriele Gallimberti, who's an Italian documentary photographer. So Gallimberti did not select the items in the shoot or the location. That was done by Balenciaga, and undoubtedly carefully screened and approved both beforehand and afterwards. And Gallimberti says that he was told at the time that the theme of the shoot was punk. So, okay, um, whatever. Uh, the, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen pictures of the, I, I guess pictures have been scrubbed from the internet of the campaign. I did see a couple pictures of people carrying teddy bear handbags, but I think it was like one of the, um, oh, what are those models' names? Hadid. One of the Hadid girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's obviously uh, not yeah. a toddler. So. Sorry, what was that? Uh, yeah, one of the Hadid girls. I was one gonna of the say, Hadid girls. Bella or Gigi. And how sad that yeah. I know the names. I know the names, but I couldn't tell you which was which. Um, so soon after that campaign, people started objecting to the juxtaposition of bondage gear and children, which makes sense. Um, I don't know what uh, Gallimberti was thinking when he shot the theme. I know he was told that the theme of the shoot was punk. I'm sure that he and Demna both thought that this was going to be some edgy thing. Let's, let's like I said, let's juxtapose the the um, innocence of children with S&M or punk, and let's make this really edgy and... and um, get some attention so they should have known better they didn't know better nobody told them not to do it um, maybe nobody could tell them not to do it and um, then on November 21st a separate Balenciaga campaign was released the garderobe campaign which included shots of paperwork from a Supreme Court decision on child pornography laws as a prop so there was a picture of a $3,000 Balenciaga handbag, which, to be honest, is not that expensive a luxury handbag, um, sitting on an office desk with printed copies of the Supreme Court's 2008 decision in U.S. v. Williams, which is a case that examined whether laws banning the pandering or promoting of child pornography curtailed First Amendment freedom of speech rights. 
So, I don't know. Was that intentional? Probably not, in my opinion. Um, they probably just had a bunch of, well, what they said was they had a bunch of fake, so-called fake office documents that they were using in this um, campaign, and it just happened to be this U.S. v. Williams decision. So, okay, you know, you might want to look into what you're putting in your ad campaigns, but right. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think they're coming for our children, basically. Um I got a but, whole thing uh, on that. So you keep believing that. Okay. You keep believing okay. that. <laughs> All right. So Lauren Cole, who's a veteran makeup artist and former Paris-based model, told The Post that people in the industry often want to push the envelope and be what they think is cool and edgy, but they don't think things through and nobody will tell them no. Balenciaga apologized for the gift shop campaign on November 24th, saying, We sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. And then hours later, they apologized for the guard robe campaign with the U.S. v. Williams court case picture, claiming the parties responsible for creating the set were to blame and that unapproved items were included in the photo shoot. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. We stand for children's safety and well-being they said i don't know how a fashion house can stand for children's safety and well-being but no, right, you use them to make name. clothing exactly <laughs> balenciaga then filed a 25 million dollar lawsuit against the production company and designer of the guard rope campaign alleging inexplicable acts and omissions that were quote malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless but they have since dropped that lawsuit because obviously they were um they took part and approved everything beforehand. Olga Liriano, who spent years in the fashion industry as a model, booker, photo director, and top magazine editor, said it is ridiculous to think Demna and the top echelon at Balenciaga didn't know what the campaigns were going to look like once they were photographed. No, Balenciaga you have a whole concept. The, sorry to jump in there, but you have a whole concept yeah, board before yeah, you. Yeah. Everything it's is mapped out by out. illustration before you. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Right. And you don't just put random pieces of paper in it, in my opinion, but I mean, maybe, I don't know. Uh, you, it you it depends, you'd... but these things are typically tightly controlled down to a level of should the text on the document be facing upside right or right side down? Yeah. Right. And what should the font be? I'm sure. Exactly. I'm sure all that is considered. How much white space is so, appearing on that document yeah. because of color yeah. balance, blah, 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 blah. I say blah, 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 Absolutely. but I know these things. Absolutely. Um, Balenciaga says the copies of the court case were supposed to be fake office documents, but on November 28th, Balenciaga said that it took full accountability for our lack of oversight and control and could have done things differently. Balenciaga added, our plush bear bags and the gift collection should not have been featured with children. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga. Combined with our failure in assessing and validating images, the responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. However, Mr. Gallimberti says he has received death threats and has had jobs canceled as a result of his work on the campaign. I mean, that's his own fault, honestly. Um, on November 28th, the trade publication Business of Fashion revoked an award it was going to give Demna, saying it held the safety of children in the highest regard. Um, and there are no longer plush bondage bear handbags for sale on the Balenciaga website, which is good because they were ugly anyway. No, I'm going to say boo. Boo. Now I want one. <laughs> they were ugly, though. Did you look at them? I did. No. I mean, I I looked at the at the two photos that are available online that yeah. are from yeah. the ad campaign. Apparently, there's a number of other photos that are harder to get to. Um, don't care that much to go running through the internet looking for them. And right. the bags were stupid. And but yeah. I I think all high fashion is stupid because I like sweatshirts yes. and t-shirts and jeans, and that's all I wear. So of course, right. 
I think it's stupid, right? Um, right. It was a bunch of very, very highly creative people who yes. got together in a creative tornado of creativity, yeah. and here's where they here's where they landed. Right. 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 And I'm sure that nobody said no. Nobody said this is a bad idea, even if they thought it. Nobody wanted to be the one to say, oh, your your artistic um, skills are, are not holding up here. You're, you're not thinking this through because the, the people involved are so famous and so rich that you're just not going to say it. You're yeah. not going to be the assistant director or the assistant, you know, whatever, right. <laughs> saying no. You're not going to be the, uh, even if you're the, the, um, intern of the photographer, right? You're not going to say anything because that, and what do you know? Maybe, maybe this is wildly creative and maybe it'll take off. Right. So, right. I'm sure a lot of, um, a lot of people around them just kept their mouths shut. Um, I would like to think that if I walked onto a set and I saw a four-year-old holding, uh, a teddy bear dressed in S and M gear that I might, and yeah. of course the children's parents are on set, right? There's a right. legal guardian who's on set right. to ensure the child's personal welfare, right? Then just grab a kid off right. the street and take photographs of that kid. Right. Um, so even if the parent is okay with it, I'd like to think that I would be the person who would say, isn't this kind of stupid? Aren't, Aren't yeah. we possibly going to upset some people? Close to... Aren't you playing into? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, I, I, I don't like kids. You. So I, if I, I walked into a I think place, the whole and, thing is dumb. Yeah, it's just it. It is stupid. It gets dumber. So uh, let's. Oh, let's hear about it. Oh, okay, great. So let's let's take off. Um, so for this work or for for this episode this work for this episode. Um, I thought I'll listen to some podcasts. I'll, I'll get like the Balenciaga story and understand what's going on. Sure. I could read about it, but I've got housework to do. So let me put in my AirPods and, mm-hmm. and entertain myself. Um, and what I, what I quickly discovered was the only podcast that I could find were all right wing um, creators, Right talking about this mm-hmm. situation, Balenciaga, right? Mm-hmm. And it within three seconds, everybody is immediately to pedophiles, the pedophile ring, Satanists, oh right? Um, there's oh an organized group of very powerful people in the world who are letting the public know through discreet symbols that are buried oh, in geez. advertisements, Right. That uh, we're here and we are pedophiles. We're satanic too, and we are going for your children, right? And we want you to get used to it and be comfortable with it. And so we're very softly introducing the idea of pedophilia to everybody. So oh look God. at these children holding these bags, right? Oh my God. Aren't they sweet? Aren't they delicious looking? I mean, honestly, it just gets to a point that's ridiculous. But I'm going to say the creatives did not help themselves one bit. No. So there were two ad campaigns, gift shop, and then I forget the other one, like Balenciaga bags. And the Balenciaga bags were like uh, geared towards adults in that there weren't children in these shoots, right? Right. Um, and the idea was supposed to be busy business executive. Um, 
And that's where the uh, the Supreme Court decision on child pornography and free speech was photographed mm-hmm. on a desk. It was one document among many, right? Um, yes. But apparently there were also um, books in other ad campaigns that mm-hmm. were done by uh, a painter who painted uh, children in distress. And by distress, I mean missing arms and oh covered in blood and i didn't i didn't bother to look for it because it was just okay. like sure i i that. get it yeah. there's all kinds of art out there and probably if i saw them i'd be if i saw the paintings i would be like yep i can see where that's art but you know gross or stupid <sighs> or whatever but it's just having all these things together associated with uh-huh. balenciaga that's lending credence to the right wing to believe that like Yep, the satanic cabal is out there, and is that what QAnon want. is about? The the child pornography it, and Satan at and its all that core. Sort of thing? Yep. So is it? okay. It's um, I don't know if it's a Satan thing, but uh, QAnon is definitely about uh, child abuse. But it's not even about child abuse. It's about PizzaGate, and so the guy who oh, went yeah, to the so pizza ridiculous. place to shoot it up, right? Because there were children yeah. in a basement that Hillary Clinton was leading down through some tunnel. Uh, to drink their blood, right? It's all about politicians and rich um, celebrities harming children. And really what that is about is, um, we will say, a conservative mindset that sees the ideas that are put forward by liberal thinkers as dangerous. And so liberal thought is endangering children. However, it's not enough that liberal thought is is perhaps um, influencing. Well, I don't even like the word influencing. Uh, it's it's not enough that liberal thought is offering education to people, right? Critical mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it's got to be that it's not that liberals want people to be able to think critically. It's got to be that you want to have sex with children, right? right. We have to make it th- your motives can only be evil right and what's the most evil it is it is pedophilia right Right. and so that's that's how these dots that's how and why these dots are connected what's going on is a fear that they're losing the culture war and so what they're doing is whipping up hysteria around absolutely fake things like there's a cabal of rich, powerful people that want to have sex with children. No, there's a cabal yes. of rich, powerful people who want your children to buy their products. Um, yeah. So one of yeah. the podcasts I listened to, uh, the two guys were, it started off very reasonable, right? I listened to the first mm-hmm. 30 minutes and they went through the history of Balenciaga and mm-hmm. sort of um, who some of the people involved in the shoot were, the photographer, what did he do when the um, controversy broke? Right. Mm-hmm. He distanced himself from it. I was just there to take the pictures. I didn't select yeah. the models. I didn't design yeah. the set. I, I just simply just showed orders. up and took the photographs. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Whatever with that. Um, and I forgot where I was going because now I'm all about like, but he was still at fault because he still took the stupid photos and he should have just said this. The first 30 minutes were, oh, were yes, simple right. or were, were reasonable. And then it went to. Balenciaga over the years has done a number of um, things that are targeting children. For instance, there was an episode of The Simpsons that was all about Balenciaga. Marge wanted um, a Balenciaga dress sometime in a distant future. It was a dream of hers to Uh have a beautiful gown 
right? And Homer apparently wrote in to Balenciaga, and huh. I didn't see the episode, right? Which uh-huh. I used to love The Simpsons, but and so uh-huh. Homer writes in to Balenciaga, and uh, Balenciaga gets confused by his letter, right? And they mail yeah. him a dress, and wow. thinking that he's ordered it, and so. Marge puts on the dress and then they find the price tag in the box and they're like, oh my God. And so <laughs> they send it back and Marge writes a letter that says something like, thank you for sending this dress. Sorry for the mistake, but it was a dream to wear your clothing if even for 30 seconds, right? Uh. And so that gets to the head of Balenciaga, who I don't know who it was at the time, right? In the real world, because, you know, of course, the census yeah. does that thing where they bring in real world to the cartoon universe. And so the the head designer, I don't think it was Demna, but Maybe it probably wasn't whoever it, was. whoever it was, right? Carl Lagerfeld, right? We'll okay. use him, but he had nothing That's to do Chanel. with it, I'm sure. Um, so the head designer at Balenciaga gets uh-huh. this letter from Marge and the return dress and is so touched that he goes down to Springfield to get work with Marge and the family and design clothing for all of them. And then they have this amazing fashion shoot. Right. And so, yeah, fair enough. The whole episode is about Balenciaga, right? It's not even just like, Oh, Marge wanted a dress and uh, like the head designer shows up on the, on the show. Right. Well, the Simpsons is targeting children. And so these two guys or is geared towards children. Right. And Mm -hmm. hi, sorry. I watched the Simpsons from like the age that I was 19, hardly a child. Um, and in the eighties, 19 was like being 40. So, um, so yeah. And then, um, Oh, there was something else that was stupid. Like, oh, and they designed sneakers, and sneakers are are geared towards children or, or something children. like that, oh, right? God. And yeah. so, dumb, dumb, dumb. Balenciaga was not on The Simpsons in order to get children used to the brand name so that then Balenciaga could drive around in Balenciaga vans and kidnap children off of the street and sell them <laughs> into sexual slavery. That's just not a thing that was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just that the Simpsons was cultural touchstone and being yeah. included in an episode meant that you were also a cultural touchstone. Right. Or at least culturally relevant and important. So just stupid. Um, yeah. And and I will say I listened to five shows. Sometimes wow. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not You're all dedicated. the way through. Like I, some of them, <laughs> some of them had like multiple topics. And so I would skip to the Balenciaga part, but each and every one of them ended with liberal Hollywood is trying to groom children for sexual um, pleasure of a rich cabal of men who are satanic or dabble in Satanism. Jesus Christ. One went so far as to say that uh, one of the ad campaigns had like, uh, strange symbols of witchcraft drawn around the objects, and probably maybe right. There uh, were yeah, probably I some. Can see that. Call them sitchuals, uh, allo witches, right? Um, uh. A drawing that has magical meaning to it, right? Usually they're protective and good luck charms, uh, mm-hmm. but whatever, right? Um, and so there were these these magical symbols drawn around some of the bags and well this is how they worship their demons by mm. putting these images out there for innocent people to see calm down everyone yeah, nobody exactly. is there's no secret message right. there's no cabal it's all about pedophiles money. it's not That's about it. satan and, and, and stupidly creative people just drinking their own Kool-Aid 
to the yeah. point where they're peeing their own Kool-Aid and then drinking it. They're so <laughs> in love with themselves and their th- I know I went I I took it full circle. You did. I did. Um circle of life Thank and you. it's beautiful. So um so yeah. Anyway, um here's what I think was going on. Uh because here here's the bit, right? It's like Okay, I get you had a fashion shoot. Great. What was the concept of your fashion shoot? What What's the meaning? Because yeah. nothing a creative person does is done without meaning and nuance. It means mm-hmm. a lot to them. It, you might look mm-hmm. at something and be like, that's a pineapple sitting on a counter. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's the promise of the Garden of Eden, utterly destroyed. It's the last fruit. Whatever. Right? What, sure. Whatever you want something to mean, it's it's great so they design these things with me let me introduce you to demna and his past and where okay. i think th- the concept of this uh shoot was going right okay so uh this is from the new york times uh this is in relation to the garbage bag leather purses that you had mentioned earlier yes demna the monemic the monemic hi demna the single-name designer of Balenciaga fled Georgia as a 12-year-old during the country's civil war. The war in the Ukraine, Demna wrote, triggered the pain of a past trauma I have carried in me since 1993 when the same thing happened in my country and I became a forever refugee. Forever, because that's something that stays with you. The fear, the desperation, the realization that no one wants you. He did a contro- well, I'll say controversial shoot. He did a controversial shoot where models carried expensive leather handbags designed to look like large garbage bags as they walked through an enormous snow globe filled with artificial snow. Into the wind struggled men and women clutching faux trash bags seemingly filled with belongings, slipping in spike-heeled boots, clutching big black coats that flew out around them, heads down, A few were shivering in boxer shorts with only towel-like shawls for protection. Long dresses streamed backwards. The music pounded overhead. Lights, bombs, lightning. This flashed in an obscured sky. The collection, originally meant as a commentary on climate change, a theme Demna began exploring before the pandemic, and which he here intended as a meditation on the on an imaginary future where snow is relegated to the status of a man-made fantasy became instead an exceptionally powerful response to war. So his initial concept for this fashion show was all about climate change, right? I see. And and what drove him, right, or apparently a, a motif, a theme that will forever be present in his work because it is forever present in his life and in his mind, is being a refugee and being disregarded mm-hmm. and discounted and unwanted. And when you look at the children who are in the Balenciaga gift shop ad, right, and they're done up mm-hmm. and not quite punk style, and they're not they're not super made up, but there's makeup on them, right, and and they look a little dis a uh, little detached, right. That's what's going on. He's talking about, I see. Uh, uh, or I shouldn't say that's what's going on because I don't know what his concept for the, for that shoot was, right? That would make sense, but though. Exactly. These are two dots I can connect by using words out of his own mouth hole. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I will say um, that I would, uh, we'll get, to, we'll get to the apology, but you know, I think uh, all of this could be cleared up quite quickly if he would just say what the original concept of the, of the shoot was intended. 
to be. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So that's what I think was going on. I don't think anything nefarious was going on, but let me introduce no. you to Brittany Venti, who is a 25-year-old from Texas who has a YouTube channel called Saturday Supermodel. And um, she has, uh, let's see, she has a number of followers. I don't know how many, <laughs> but. Is it two or is it 50 million? Well, not 50 million. I, I'll say that. <laughs> but what I will say, I guess there's no way to know how many followers she has. No, it would be no impossible to, to ever oh, well. find out. <laughs> We'd have to call her and ask her. She probably would lie because her first name's yeah. Brittany. And you know what those people are like. So. <laughs> Um, she's the, she's credited by the Daily Beast as the first person to stir up concern around the Balenciaga ad campaign, the gift store campaign. Um, she was scouting for fashion information to share on her YouTube channel when she tripped over it. And so she released a TikTok, um, and she released that on November 20th. That, uh, particular TikTok video went on to be viewed viewed, sorry, not build, viewed 3.2 million times. Um, this is from the Daily Beast. Little did Venti know that her November 20th TikTok would have such a resounding effect. Later that day, word of the Balenciaga campaign went mega viral after YouTube commenter Shoe on Head tweeted about it. Um, Shoe on Head was tipped off to the existence of Venti's first video by a fan. The Imagery um, that Shu on Head tweeted out uh, grabbed the attention of Fox News. That then uh, led to Tucker Carlson doing an episode on it or a segment on it by the next day. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I skipped a step. Um, so, of course, Fox News gets wind of this. Um, and then people start digging into... Oh, Balenciaga has some kids holding some sexy teddy bears. Let's see what else is going on. And that's when people tripped over the um, shoot of the busy business executive who has a $3,000, please, it should be $30,000 bag yeah. on the desk, yeah. right? Which is right next to this document that's from the Supreme Court that's talking yep. about uh, um, child pornography. Child pornography, thank you. And, uh, and freedom of speech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. And so Libs of TikTok picked that up. And that's a very conservative um, TikTok creator account. Uh, and then Tucker Carlson gets wind of this from Libs of TikTok. So basically, um, it starts because a 25-year-old fashion um I'll say wannabe um, influencer. I don't think she's quite at that point yet. Um, caught it, noticed it, put it out there. And then somebody else with a larger audience flags it. And then that gets picked up. But we're moving from um, YouTube to Twitter to TikTok to mainstream TV, right? Um, mm-hmm. And... And it's a direct pathway. You can connect these dots. The pathway itself doesn't doesn't mean anything, except that now um, any one person can become vi- or can make something go viral, if if you will. And maybe Tucker yeah. Carlson would have picked this up on his own. Who knows? And it's not Tucker Carlson who who solely 
turn this thing viral, but yeah, um, I don't know. It just it's just ridiculous. Um, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and so I'll stop there. Let's let's get to the apology. Uh, the more I talk about it, the dumber I feel. <laughs> I agree. I feel the same. Um, so the apology. So we have two apologies. Um, the first one was from Demna, and he said, "I want to personally apologize for the wrong artistic choice of concept for the gifting campaign with the kids, and I take my responsibility. It was inappropriate to have kids promote objects that had nothing to do with them. As much as I would like, sometimes like to provide a thought through my work, I would never have an intention." to do that with such an awful subject as child abuse that I condemn, period. I need to learn from this, listen, and engage with child protection organizations too. know how I can contribute and help on this terrible subject. Uh, I apologize to anyone offended by the visual, visuals, and Balenciaga has guaranteed that adequate measure will be taken not only to avoid similar mistakes in the future, but also to take accountability in protecting child welfare in every way we can. So that was Demna's apology. Um, I think it was fine. Uh, Balenciaga released a statement taking full responsibility and then released a second statement on December 12th, which listed the actions that they were taking to avoid a similar incident in the future, saying that they were going to donate a, quote, significant fund to organizations and saying that they had reorganized their image department to ensure full alignment with their corporate guidelines. So I think that the Balenciaga apology was actually really good. It was very thorough, and it it, um, it hit all the high notes that we look for. Um, I'm not going to go through them right now, but, um, you know, it, it took responsibility and said what they're going to do differently and asked for forgiveness and all those things. So I think um, the Balenciaga uh, apology gets a, an 8 out of 10, and the Dem- Demna apology probably would get um, a 6 out of 10. Okay, all right, great, because... Um I went for an eight also with the Balenciaga one, right? With the with the final one, right? The final one. The the first couple ones were um, you know kind of wishy washy. Yeah. It was like self serving. <laughs> we're real sorry. Um yeah. and the Demna one I gave a five because it just felt like that that was pretty average. I mean Yeah. Yeah, of course if somebody accused you of of child abuse, you're going to say, you're going to I'm apologize. against child abuse. <laughs> I would not want to yeah. meet the person who said, I'm for some forms of child abuse, just not all of them. <laughs> Do you see the yeah. shirt I'm wearing? I think kids have tiny fingers and they sew beautifully. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So uh, average for him. And I get it as a wannabe creator myself. Sometimes you just, you just get too excited about your own genius and <laughs> it's really easy to do what you want. Um, and so, yeah, just, uh, just a bad misstep and yeah. stupid, stupid. Yeah. I did the hear whole thing is stupid. interesting theory though, that, um, uh, and these are dots I don't connect. I don't connect the, the advertising shoot that showed a document from the Supreme court that was about, child pornography and, mm-hmm. and first with, with this. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but one of the podcasts I was listening to raised an interesting point, And that was that everything that's in a photo shoot is carefully thought out, measured yes. by lasers for placement. There's yes. light bounce. You shine a light, how much is coming off of it. It's, it's a whole scientific and creative process, right? Yeah. It's not just some guy that walks in with a camera. And so, 
maybe one of the set designers had a grudge and was like, oh. F you people, I'm going to really give it to you. And I'm going to stick this thing right <laughs> here. you got a photo of it. And then, but um, if it was somebody who had a grudge and put some, it wasn't even, well, a anymore a Supreme Court decision is inappropriate. But I don't know that there's anything that's inappropriate about a legal document uh, on, on a desk, regardless of the subject matter, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if it had been a disgruntled employee who did something like that, they would have leaked it, right? They would have yeah, made noises. Probably. So the fact that this didn't break until after the internet decided to look at every Balenciaga photo ever to see yeah. what messages are there from the cabal about children that they are harming. Yeah. It's stupid. It's it's all stupid. And the Supreme Court decision was actually showing that the, the um it was it was against child pornography, not in favor of child pornography. I know who's for so. child pornography. I mean, I know there are people out there who are so gross. But I mean honestly, <laughs> who? I, yeah, I know. I know. Who's it's gonna ridiculous. take that case to court? Who's gonna take that stand? Right. Yeah. I think there should be more child pornography. Right. Sure. That's gonna work. This is the this That's is the clip. You. Your words just there. That's what will get right. edited out, and then our show is going to become part of the secret cabal of child abusers. Who, I mean, calm down, everybody. Calm, calm down. Calm down. There's real evil in the world, and children are abused. Right? Children are abused. Let's do something about that instead yes. of looking for where it doesn't exist. Exactly. It's stupid. Amen. All right. So I have an apology expected. Are you ready? A what? Apology expected. Have oh, you heard that? Uh, oh, it's my favorite segment. I can't wait. Yes, um, please, please do. All right. So the San Francisco Police Department was recently given the authorization to use remote-controlled robots for potentially deadly force. We're going to use what we need to use, said Ed Obayash, a Plumas County Sheriff's deputy. It's a delivery platform. That's all it is. And that's all I have. That's enough. Wow. Um, There's going to be an apology about that soon. There, some, What could possibly go wrong with uh, robots using deadly force? Nothing. Sorry that we killed that person accidentally who was carrying a Balenciaga shopping bag, we thought. It was... <laughs> exactly. So do you have an apology expected or a uh, who's sorry now? I don't. And so I'm just going to say okay. I'll have to take a pass. The second one in history. The second one in my history. I will be. <laughs> well, I've taken at least pass. one pass, so uh, I believe. So uh, we're, we're we're doing fine. We've had uh, a hundred over a hundred episodes, and that's a lot of apologies expected or who's sorry now. I know, and they just keep coming. <laughs> I really we'll thought that have one next week. after fifty people would be like, "Holy shit!" There's this podcast called Apologies Accepted. We better stop fucking up. We don't want to appear on their show. But here's Balenciaga. Good luck. Good going, guys. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That's it for us this that week. Thank it. you, everyone, for listening. Um, have a great week, and we'll be back before Christmas. So this is not our final Christmas episode. We'll probably have another Christmas episode. Oh, my Christmas God, episode. no. There's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. So thanks, everyone. Stay cool, cucumbers. We love we you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.
listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>